Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, I'll on the prices that I think make for good bets using the predictive mathematical model that I've built called Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, June 27th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. For some explanations and community rules, remember if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. Cost is under $1 per day. You'll receive money line prices, run line prices, totals, numbers needed for A grades, a little cheat sheet uh, every day updated weather information, all sorts of goodies over there. And of course, exclusive access to our discord chat uh, where we have a lot of fun, talk about a lot of different bets and different sports, look out for each other, make sure we're all aware of all the weird boosts and bonuses and things like that, that are happening. Lots of good stuff. Again, check out that link in the show description. If you have not already remember that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion on this show projects a typical game. but does not try to forecast it to a T is it be a foolish and impossible goal. Again, as I'm always talking about, I don't believe in right sides, wrong sides by the right and wrong prices. And that's what we're going to discuss here. If we knew what would happen, you know, we wouldn't be here. Uh, And it's not just sports, right? Everything is unpredictable in life. And so you probably are well aware of that. And so that's what makes it really important that we play good prices along with the teams that we like. And there are certain situations where, again, we can disagree on the price and that's okay, but that's the mindset that we're trying to have here. And so if you say this team's Bernie and I need an extra 10 cents, 20 cents, whatever, better value, that's fine. That's where I'm hoping to get all of our brains going, whether using my model, someone else's, some aggregate, whatever. That's going to be the key to growing your bankroll here with a money line sport. There will be ups and downs, but it will balance out in the long run. It's just hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand the good and bad variance will occur. So while the long run profitability has been proven, winning every single day is unfortunately an impossible reality for any gambler. Nothing has happened yet since last show. So no you know, recap to talk about, though I will say um, I did read through all the comments that y'all left uh, based off what I talked about yesterday with, with Connor. And uh, that means a lot. I thank you all uh, for all the kind words. Um you know, it's been a lot of fun here um, and hopefully we can get the, the winning ways going because, um, you know, that's that's why we're here. Uh, you know, watching sports is fun, but winning on sports is even more fun. Right. So uh, hopefully we can keep that going here into hopefully we started on Monday, uh, the games that are about to play out. And then hopefully we can keep that going into Tuesday. Picked out a lot of ga- great games and things to talk about and the games that I picked here, the five uh, that I'm covering are specifically games that I think have interesting things to talk about or picks where I'm, uh, you, you know, decided I, I'm going to play them as a B. Um, for the most part, I, I, I th- you might have noticed I'm getting a little bit more and more as the season goes along, a little bit more wanting the A grade picks. And uh, some of you have already been there uh, last year. You know, the, the B grade picks, uh, even the C grade picks did really well down the stretch. And so far, they haven't performed quite as well. Um, it's something that I, I have my eye on and I want to analyze. Unfortunately, I just don't have great answers now, but I'm continuing to collect data and will eventually have better insights. So for now, I'm just kind of backing off a little bit more on the B grades. But the ones I have here today, I have specific reasons to like. And I've got some A grade picks that I think are just kind of some no brainers uh, over if you're with us on Dub Club. So a lot to like here for this Tuesday slate. But before we get to it some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and if you turn on notifications you'll miss any of the college basketball mlb or college football content 
that this channel provides. You can see how I scale my picks on screen and in the Google sheet that has the season results and a lot of good metrics. Link in the show description. But as always, with the scaling with the picks, take what you like, leave the rest. Sadly, no day games again on Tuesday, so we'll kick it off here with the Marlins and Red Sox at 7 p.m. Eastern. Obviously, Fenway Park, a very hitter-friendly ballpark, one of the more hitter-friendly ballparks in the country, and it'll be um, a little bit boosted by the weather here. It'll be a nice night around 70 degrees for most of this game, but the wind will be blowing out to left field at 5 to 10 miles an hour. The park boosts the runs, according to my model, by 14%, and the wind... Uh, will boost it another 5%. So uh, should be a very high-scoring game relative to the fact that we do have two good starting pitchers, Sandy Alcantara and Garrett Whitlock. Of course, Alcantara has not been the pitcher he was last year. I've long talked about that. You're well aware of that. 508 ERA. Now, the underlying metric suggests his ERA should be more in the low force. Even that, though, is a, is, is a far cry still from where he was last year. You know, I, I really think, and I, I talked about this, I believe, with Cousin Jared, Last time he was on, this is the part of the season where I think you can really profit by taking a stand for or against certain offenses or certain pitchers where you just kind of say, hey, I know this has happened and I think it's going to keep happening and other people aren't buying in or the other way. I think this is some bad luck. So I, I think Alcantara is definitely a guy like that. You could take a good, hard, long, hard, long look at and try to figure out how you feel about him. Right now, the model's kind of hedging its bets and kind of picking in between. It's saying, obviously, not as good as last year, but it doesn't think he's as bad as he's shown so far, somewhere in the middle. It's just not been a great year for him, of course. Garrett Whitlock, 450 ERA in his eight starts, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the upper threes. Model still has a contrast, the better pitcher. I, I'm not sure. I think both these guys are definitely good. Which one's better? I have no idea, really. I think it's a you know an interesting thought process, and you can dive into a lot of things. It kind of depends on which eye you close, which what things you look at. You can kind of come to some different conclusions. So reasonable, reasonable minds can, I, I really think, disagree on these two pitchers. I think we all can agree they're both good, but you know how much you push towards average versus actually good is really up for debate with these two guys. Bullpen-wise, Marlins bullpen ranks better than the Red Sox bullpen, but the Red Sox offense ranks better than them. Current price is pretty close to a coin toss. Models is pretty close to a coin toss. So I'm passing on the side. Instead, I'm going to focus on the over 9. Model projects 9.7. I don't want to go over 9.5. I love that push protection on 9. We've seen a lot of games lately. I don't know if you, viewer, have noticed this, but I've seen a lot of games where we've gone over 9 or over 9.5, get to 9 runs early, and then just stop. And, and, and it shouldn't happen, you know, that much. It's kind of weird. Uh, but we do know that nine is a very common, relatively speaking, uh, number of total runs for a baseball game. So even with a little juice, I think it's worth paying some juice here. Over nine makes sense. Again, you know, it's one of those where if both pitchers pitch well, this still has a chance to get over because the weather. But as long as one of them struggles and they both had their struggles this year. In that park, this game should get over because there should be, there should be some crooked numbers put up somewhere along the way. I uh, don't know if it'll be early or late, but there's just a lot of ways this park can put up runs in a hurry, especially with the wind blowing out, and especially with two pitchers that I think are better than they've shown, but all it takes is another start where that continues. Um and we'll get a lot of runs here. The other thing, of course, to note this Marlins offense getting back closer to league average, right around league average, or it's like offense again above league average. So it, in that situation, you know, the, the fact that they're facing decent pitching, you know, kind of hurts a little bit, but the park and the weather should kind of offset that and kind of tilt the, the advantage back towards the offense. Focusing on over nine here, don't know who wins. I think it'll be an interesting contest. And again, however you feel about these two starting pitchers probably tells you which side you want. 
I don't really know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to find out. I don't think there's really good value on any price right now. If either side get to good plus odds, I would take it and say, hey, you know, the the the, the books think this team and this situation is better. And I'm not really sure. So I would take a big plus odds right now without getting plus odds on either side. Uh, I don't think there's great value here. So just focusing again on the total. 7.20 p.m. Eastern, Twins at the Braves. A warm night in Atlanta, almost 90 degrees to start again, just like on Monday. Upper 70s to finish, and the wind will be blowing out over 5 miles an hour for the whole game and starting off even stronger over in the 10-mile-an-hour range, uh, blowing out to left center and right center, just kind of up the middle, just pushing balls out. And this is the exact situation I've long talked about with Atlanta. Fringe parts of the season at the start and the end, it can be cold. It can play like a pretty big park. But in the summer when it gets hot in Atlanta and the wind blows out, it plays really small. That's going to be, of course, a help to these offenses who are facing two pretty good pitchers in Joe Ryan and Bryce Elder, uh, two guys with ERAs below three. Now, the advanced metrics on both of them say it should be in the mid to upper threes. Both pitchers, I think, are really good. Probably not quite as good as their ERAs, but I think these guys are good. And I think if you expect both of these pitchers to just collapse and be terrible at some point, you know, you've been holding your breath for a long time, and I think you're still going to be holding it for a long time. That said, the Twins offense barely above average, Braves offense well above average. So obviously Joe Ryan's going to have a tough go at it here, especially with this weather. I think both offenses can get it going in this in this weather. Model projects 9.7 runs. So just as the last game, I'm going to go over 9. And I'm also going to take the Braves at minus 135 as an A-grade pick. Model says minus 139 or better is an A-grade and that the correct price should be minus 148. That the Braves win this 60% of the time. And sideline says that Joe Ryan and Bryce Elder are basically the same going forward and says it's a coin toss between the two. I tend to agree. I think both are solid, good young pitchers. But as I mentioned kind of on yesterday's show, the Braves um, slightly better in the bullpen than the Twins. Their offense is definitely better, and they're at home. They should be solid favorites in this. I'm not guaranteeing the Braves win. Weird things happen in sports, and if Joe Ryan gets a win, that wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. But – Everything leans the Braves' favor, and thus I think the price on them should be higher. Minus 135, I think, is fantastic value on the Braves. A-grade pick, and again, I think there will be a lot of runs. This Braves offense, warm weather, wind blowing out. We could end up with a you know 11-6 type game or something weird that you wouldn't normally expect with these two pitchers. And you contrast that with, I think it's kind of interesting, if you put this game in April, Minnesota, this game would sit up to be a, a two to nothing game, right, with these pitchers in colder weather. But uh, in Atlanta in the summer here, warm night, going to be a lot of runs. I think the Braves should be bigger favorites than they are. So two good picks for you there. Let's talk about three late night games. Hopefully you're a night owl if you're uh, tailing some of these picks on show. White Sox and the Angels. It's going to be a typical night in Anaheim weather-wise. Uh, wind will be blowing out a little bit stronger than usual, a little chillier than usual. Wind blowing out a little stronger than usual is going to kind of make it play just like normal, slightly hitter-friendly ballpark here. But to me, you've got a pitcher in Michael Kopech who not as good as that 406 ERA. Even that is not good to start with. Angels' offense is good. The Angels should get plenty of runs. Otani has allowed a few more runs than we've expected this year based off how he's pitched before and the underlying metrics. Still say he's very, 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 very good, but uh, his issue is going to be the same thing I've been talking about, which he hasn't gone that deep. And when he turns it over to a below average, a well below average Angels bullpen, the Sox should be able to get some runs in the late innings of this game. Model projects 9.1 runs, so I'm going to go over 8 here. And again, the kind of too long, don't read version is slightly hitter-friendly park. Angels should score off Kopech. And Otani, 
can give up a few runs and or not go deep enough to prevent the Angels from giving up runs later in the game. With regards to the side, I think it's priced pretty well. The Angels are big favorites. Obviously, with Otani on the hill, they should be big favorites. The model would lean towards the White Sox. The current price is plus 179 for the White Sox. Model says it should be 176. But the White Sox can pull the upset 36% of the time. I'm only playing the White Sox if it gets to an A grade. That's plus 188. So you're really looking to get it closer to plus 200. A situation, there's uh, you know a game we'll talk about here next that I think an upset is much more possible. And there's one that is uh, I-, I kept for our dub club members that a, you know an upset I think makes a lot more sense at the big price. Because again, upsets happen. Right. And so if if you bet big favorites, just as if upsets are never going to happen, we all know that's going to lead to ruin. Now, if you bet big favorites when they're still underpriced and they can win nine out of 10 or something like that, you can profit too. So again, we're really focusing on the price here. And I, I think that the White Sox could pull this off. Again, the underlying metrics for Otani, um, not terrible, just not quite like Cy Young great. You know, again, very, very, very good, but just, you know, he's given up a few runs in a bunch of these starts, but. I need a better price on the White Sox because I just think this Angels offense is good enough at home to give them a good lead to start with. And so I'm only playing the White Sox if the reward is better than the risk. And right now we can all look at this and say the White Sox aren't extremely likely to win this. So I just want a bigger price. Now, again, why would I just not play the Angels then? Because, again, the reward just isn't there. I can't play minus 195 on the Angels when the model says they win 64% of the time because that's just not a good recipe for success down the road. We want to make sure we're playing big favorites where we think they're underpriced, and I don't think that's the case here with the Angels. So if I had to pick Eileen White Sox, but I want better odds to fade Otani. Fading him hasn't been the most profitable thing in the world. It's worked out for us a couple times as of late when he's gone up against really good pitching. That's not the case here with Kopech. I think the Angels score plenty of runs. That's why I like the over eight, uh, but I'm passing on the side. 9.40 p.m. Yankees at the A's. A slightly chilly night here in Oakland. We're going to be in the upper 50s, but the wind will be blowing out a little bit stronger than usual. A pitcher-friendly ballpark, though, uh, should keep the runs from going too crazy. Model projects 8.4 runs. Actual total 8.5 means the total is a complete non-starter for me. But when you look at the breakdown between these two teams, I think the this is more of a coin toss game than the sports books would suggest. Paul Blackburn is a guy I've said from the start. Once the ace got him back, adding another decent pitcher to the to the mix. Model says he's actually slightly better than league average, 421 ERA. But the underlying metrics say it should be a little bit better than that. And Johnny Brito for the Yankees, uh, according to his underlying metrics, not even as good as that 49 ERA. So the A's, I cannot believe I'm saying this, have a massive starting pitcher advantage by more than a full standard deviation here. Obviously, they're giving that right back with regards to the bullpen. And offensively, these I can't believe I'm saying this too, but these two teams are a lot closer offensively than you would realize with the Yankees not having Aaron Judge. They're a little bit right-handed heavy. They get a ding facing a righty. The A's are a little left-handed heavy, get a boost facing a righty. These offenses are about even righty-righty. Now, if relievers come into the game, that could change that, but... You know, managers try to play to their strengths reliever-wise, so that should mostly hold true. I think the offenses are about a wash. 
games in Oakland. Obviously, the Oakland bullpen is a massive, massive problem. So I think the Yankees should be favored, just not by as much as they are models. So it should be priced at 127. So I'll take the A's at plus 130, a B grade that I'm comfortable putting my money in. I'm not holding off on the A grade. I just think the A's got a chance to win this, and I'll take the plus odds. The A's have been good to us for the most part when we backed them and faded them. And so in this situation, I think that I think that people are kind of missing that when the better pitchers are going for the A's, they're not completely terrible and they can pull the upset in the right situation. And we've, we've backed them in those situations, but when the weaker pitchers are going for the A's, they're in trouble. We've backed them a lot more lately because they're getting their pitching staffs looking a lot better than it was at the start of the season. We were just kind of fading them left and right. And Blackburn's part of the reason for that. He's respectable enough. That plus 130, I think, is something that should make it into your repertoire. If he gets to plus 135, that's an A grade. You can hold off if you want. Uh, you can maybe put a little bit down here and kind of hold off. It, it, you, you tend to get a lot of Yankees money coming in later, so it would not surprise me if this price jumps. I never know where the number's going to go. It, it tends to go towards the model, but you tend to have these typical rules where money gets put more on favorites as we go along, gets put on the big-name teams, and it kind of shifts that direction. So those are kind of in contrast with each other, so I have no idea where it's going to go. It's very possible that this number gets bigger. And if it gets a plus 135, that's where I add a little bit more to it because I like the price better. Now, The again, the risk hasn't changed, but the reward has gotten bigger. And so I want to put a little bit more on that because it's going to pay us better dividends in the long run. So I think the A's got a chance to pull the upset in that one. Contrasting that with Nats Mariners, where I do not think the Nats have a great chance at pulling the upset. Jake Irvin versus Brian Wu. Wu is a guy I've talked about. Every time he's been on, he's pitched, I feel like we've covered the Mariners and I've said, hey, not as bad as that first start, not as bad as that 509 ERA, the advanced metrics, it should be right around three. He still does not project that well. Why is that? Because he's coming straight from double A and the model's saying, yeah, he's looked pretty decent in his 17 major league innings, but we can't ignore the double A numbers either. But every start he gets, the, the model gets a little bit more impressed, a little bit more impressed. As I mentioned before, he's not going deep with this Mariners bullpen shouldn't be an issue. Jake Irvin, on the other hand, 471 ERA, but the advanced metrics hit should be in the mid to upper fives. This is a pretty big starting pitcher edge. Of course, the bullpen favors the Mariners. The offense favors the Mariners. We've seen this Mariners team score a ton of runs as of late. I don't think they're that good. I do think the truth is somewhere in between as it is in most things in life, but facing a bad pitcher in Jake Irvin and these bad Nats relievers, if the, if the Mariners were going to come out and score eight runs in a game or something, this is the setup for them to do it. However, of course, you are in a very pitcher-friendly ballpark, so you can't really just expect them to explode, but it's obviously possible they could string a bunch of singles and doubles together. Hard to hit home runs up there in Seattle. So with respect to that total, model projects 8.1, current totals 8.5. I need nine to go under because, again, I have zero faith in these Nats pitchers, but instead I'm going to take the Mariners at minus 205. It's a B-grade pick. I personally don't see it getting any better than this. Model says it should be 211. Anything minus 197 or better is an A-grade. So if you find a number that starts with a one, I'd fire a little bit heavier. I don't think it's going to get there. I can't see why anybody would put money on the Nats in this situation. The Nats did play the Padres pretty well, but it was a different situation with two pitchers. With one pitcher, definitely that's good. And two, that depending on how you look at them, you might convince yourself of that. They threw three decent pitchers at the Padres. 
the Padres were throwing some weaker their, of their arms against them. I mean, that it, it it's still surprising that they won two out of three, but at least it's set up better for the Nats in that situation. You look at this, and there's really no – the only way you could convince yourself the Nats are going to win is if they're going to win a shootout because you think that Wu – has this 5090 RA and that bodes poorly. But again, when you look under the hood, you you don't get that conclusion whatsoever. Um, and again, if he doesn't go deep, this Nats bullpen has got a lot of really good arms. So I just can't see why you'd put money on the Nats at this point. It's Mariners or pass. I don't think the run line is going to be favorable. Nine times out of 10, the model likes the run line more on favorites if it likes the over. In this case, again, I would be leaning under. I'm not playing under eight and a half, though. But I'd still project fewer runs than the projected total from the sports books. So I probably wouldn't play the run line here. That's a way you could look. Instead, I'll just take this here and say, hey, it might be a low-scoring game. But if it's a low-scoring game, a lot of times I'll say, hey, you want the underdog. The caveat to that is in a low-scoring game, you also want the better bullpen. And this mirrors team can throw arm after arm after arm if this game's 1-1 in the eighth you still have to really think the Mariners have a great edge now they lose a little bit of that edge because variance increases when you decrease your sample size of number of innings played this Nats bullpen is not very good we faded the Nats a lot and half the time that we faded them in one it's been because their bullpen has blown it right so even if this is a low scoring tight game the Mariners still have a good edge so I don't want to get too cute with the run line here I'm just going to lay the minus 205. Don't lay a too big of a number. Don't lay, you know, minus 230 or something like that. Because the model says it should only be minus 211. But around minus 200, I think it's worthwhile. If you can find a one something, great. But I'm not holding my breath for it. I think minus 205 might be about as good as we can get. And so I'm laying that with the Mariners and passing the total unless it gets to nine. That's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. Drop right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more sports betting tips. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.